Welcome to your tailcoats and tiaras with Sky and Anne. We really should say our names more often. We're kind of shitty at it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we uh, should. That that's that's something we can agree on. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh so in case you guys haven't learned yet, Sky is totally the one with the more masculine voice. <laughs> yeah, I mean probably actually I don't know, my voice probably I sound like a five year old sometimes when I'm recording, <laughs> so probably. Uh I it's hard to describe my own voice because like when I'm speaking I don't hear the way it actually sounds and then when I listen to a recording I'm like, ew. So, uh, yeah, no, I definitely don't have a masculine voice. Otherwise, people wouldn't be able to immediately know my sex by just me talking to someone, not even facing their direction. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's more masculine than mine, though. I feel like I sound like a child every time, but so was life. I think you sound like, well, right now, when you get really excited about things, yes, you do sound like a child. But right now, (laughs) I just, I feel like you sound like a very sophisticated, uh, well, someone who, like, is trying to go back in time and sound like a sophisticated person in the Victorian era, but you're like... Not quite there, because you haven't actually heard people who exist in the Victorian <gasps> era yet, so you're just like, yes, sophisticated people talk like this, definitely. Oh, uh, well, thank you. That's a compliment. I thought I sound I spent too much time in Southern California and so- sounded like a valley girl, so that's, a, that's much preferable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess there probably is some valley girl in there, but I can't hear. No, it I'm. Sh- I well, also I mean, in California. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with valley girl. That's. I mean, when I listen to my favorite murder, that's like all I hear. So clearly, that's my ears fair. love it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's. Two different kinds of valley girl. There's, like, the yes. subtle valley girl, and then there's, like, the obnoxious like, Oh my gosh! <laughs> that one. Yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been told that my voice is sing-songy. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. In sixth grade, I was told that uh, I needed to work on my voice for my presentation. What? Because I sounded sing-songy, and that wasn't serious enough. What? And I'm like, that? No. What? <laughs> what no, does that even mean? Voice. What? It's a pleasant sound. It's a, Your voice is, like, very pleasant. Oh, thank you. It just didn't sound serious enough for a sixth grade presentation, apparently. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need to chill. Uh, Yeah. I've also, uh, I'm not going to say who the person is, but like, you know, I have, I have really bad anxiety when it comes to, uh, talking in front of people and, uh, for a very important presentation, 
we had to write out an entire script of what we were going to say. And then we had to just memorize the script and go by the script. That's and I'm like, this is not, why okay. I stopped acting. <laughs> because. Oh my gosh. Uh, and the person who was grading us also knew our script and had it in front of her. Okay, that's and just I was dumb. Like, that's not how presentations work in real life. But okay. It's not. And I think the reason for that is because they didn't want us, like, BSing or anything. But honestly, the way that I That's present, how real people give speeches, though. <laughs> like, they... A lot yeah. of it is... I mean, you don't want to BS the whole, BS. like, message, but... You know, the way you talk and, like, you got notes, you got cards, maybe, but it's improvised if you want it to sound natural, at least. Mm-hmm. But, like, what I tend to do is I just make a bunch of notes, and I'm like, yep, these are the certain things that I want to hit, and I will not take note cards with me, because if I see them, I will immediately forget what I'm doing, and then I will just stare at the note cards. Um, no, I totally and like that. read the note cards, which sometimes happens in this podcast because I'm like, here's quotes, and then I get stuck. Uh, so you know, when my voice changes, that's what's happening. But we were doing the practice of the presentation, and it was like a group thing, and we had individual parts, and the instructor said it was clear that I didn't. Uh, want to do this presentation and I hadn't been putting in any effort uh, on the presentation because I got up there and I was really nervous and I was about to have an anxiety attack and I'm like doing my things to calm myself down trying to like stand my ground and I was too scared to fucking talk and I was like hey you know I'm really anxious right now and I tried to explain the situation, and I was like, I have really bad anxiety about this, and I just, it might take me a while, I might need to try over a few times. And I'm almost in tears, and she's like, you clearly don't want to do this. And I'm like, no. Oh my gosh. I'm like, clearly mortified to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, so. even, I took, like, a class, specifically, like, a speech-giving class, because it was one of my requirements, you know, like, just in, in university, college, whatever, um, and they, you weren't supposed to memorize, like, that's just not how, I mean, that's just lazy teaching. I like that, I like that plan. I'm gonna tell you who this is at the end of this, but on the off chance okay. oh, wait, that this is somebody is I would know, who knows the person... Uh, no, you don't know the person, oh. but I've told you about them. Mm, this professor. And the, the significance, yeah, the significance of who they are will, uh, you'll, you'll have an oh shit moment. <laughs> oh, wait, is it someone, so is this the same person who, like, told you to your, throw away your cup or something? Was this in high school or in university? Cup? Uh, I don't... Okay. You told me about this a long time ago when you were in high school, so never mind. But you talked... There was, like, you had this coffee cup on the table, and... Oh, my God. The like, freaked out. Oh. We don't have to get into that unless you want to. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. 
I completely okay. forgot about that. It's it's among the list of things I don't want to remember from high school. <laughs> oh. So, uh, yeah, I mean, understandable. But anyway, do you want to talk about what, well, quote, in quotations, movie we're talking about today? Yes, but I am texting you who the person was real quick. Oh, yes, please. Well, actually, I'm Skyping it, but you know. Oh, oh. Let me. I want to see this. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't even a name, so. <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I've said the name enough for you to know it. But isn't that... Well, I mean, I know, but I've heard this about about this person before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that awful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, our show so we're today. we're talking about... Hamilton! The musical. Hamilton! Hope you guys watched it. Uh, apparently yeah, it might still was... be going on. Yeah, so I might have been wrong about that. I watched a YouTube video. I don't... It was about somebody... She was... She just talks about, um... She's like a, a YouTuber, and she talks about musical theater stuff, and she said that it would only be on in July, so I just assumed that was the case. But then I posted something, like, on Instagram about, like, don't forget uh, to watch it before the end of July, and then I got a comment that was like, it's not... I'm, it doesn't say anywhere that it's over in August. So I guess we'll find out, like, what we're recording july 31st today so tomorrow i guess we'll know yeah uh they apparently they were doing really well with getting more subscribers because of it so they might continue oh okay. it's kind of up in the air whether or not it was still gonna be up next month i haven't actually done any research about it but ah. my mom was like it's still gonna be up they're not gonna take it down I think she really likes it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, and also, it doesn't really matter by the time you're listening to this. Uh, um, it's definitely not July anymore. So. Yeah, you'll know. <laughs> you you'll can know, tell us. You'll know. Hopefully it's still up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be okay. really funny if people just commented and were like, it's still up. I Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if we had that many listeners, I, I want that many. I want people to comment like that because that means people listen to this sad single tear. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. <laughs> uh, the power to cry is single tear. Okay. No, well, I'm not upset. I appreciate all our 12 listeners or 14 or however many we, we have. It's in the teens. 17's a big number. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what did you think about the movie? Musical. But we're calling it a musical, well, we're not calling it a movie, it's not really a movie. Yeah, I mean, people are calling it movie, but that's, that's dumb. And, you know what, We were, it's good because we talked about, like, trying, wanting to do musicals before, but then we were like, well, we can't really do stage musicals if nobody has access to it, so it's cool that this one people do have access to. So, I kind of have a whole spiel about how I feel about it. I mean, it's positive, so just... Spoiler alert, it's not going to be a bunch of... But, like, I was kind of going to get into that when I talked about my part. So do you kind of want to just start with your stuff? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Um, yep. First, uh, we're going to we're gonna touch on that whole movie thing. Um, 
Hamilton is a live musical, and from the looks of it, this recording was taken from a live production, so it is not a movie. Uh, they just recorded it. <laughs> and the reason that I'm emphasizing this is because movies, they do multiple takes of, like, scenes and shots and lines, and they have multiple times to try them out. They have breaks to change their costumes. They don't record everything at once. They're literally days apart, sometimes years. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably not the recording shots, but point is, theater does not have any redos. Now, this might not be the first recording they made of it, but it is a full show, and they are changing their costumes in that time period that the show is happening. They're doing it in real time, which is why we have to emphasize that this is a musical, not a movie, because that will be very yes. important in a little bit. Also, if you yes. guys hear this really weird kind of ticking sound, um, I hear that's it. my ice in my AC. Ah. And if you hear a little kid screaming, well, that's my neighbor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're really cute. They kind of just go out in the hall and they run around for a little bit and then they go up and down the elevator a few times. I mean, if they're having fun, then that's great. Yeah. They're, they're just, they're dealing with COVID. Ah, it yes. started with yes. COVID. I mean, <laughs> this kid is doing what we all want to do, but somehow have self-control not to do. Somehow. Somehow. I don't know how. Yeah, how have I not run around my hallways? They're nice and air-conditioned. I might do that tonight. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, well. everyone else is If asleep. anyone's wondering. Yeah. So. The costume designer of this movie is... Can I please interject? What, Anne? Can I please interject? I I have a note to say about the movie thing. Oh, go ahead. So, when Matt and I were watching it, there were some cuts that we weren't sure that whether... I mean, obviously, a stage musical, when it's on stage, and so this is, you know, they, they may have filmed multiple performances and then melded the best performances together for this, um recording so i don't know if that's the case but anyway when it's being performed it's going all at this all at once no you know you can't undo it there's an audience there people are watching you're not there there's no separate takes and now in this case it may have been a combination of multiple performances they took the best ones however i'm not even sure if that's true because king george has this spit moment where he's singing and there's like a lot of spit and i just kind of felt for that i was like yeah I've been on stage where, like, they recorded the show where I did something really embarrassing. I get it. Uh, so, <laughs> no. I mean, or or maybe he does that every show. Maybe it's part of it. But either way, yeah. So it, that part's unclear. But the point is, when you are seeing it on stage, all of every even even if this is a meld together of all the uh, performances, they're all from live performances and pieces from something that is ongoing. If that makes any sense. Yes. And the point is more to All get right. at how the costumes are intended to be used than... Yes. But I wanted to talk <laughs> about King George's saliva because I don't know. I did. And okay. I've, I've done it, so 
go on. Um, I feel like there are some moments that are probably they recorded it in a rehearsal because they're doing close-ups of faces, which is not really something that's easy to do <laughs> when you have an audience. But I also don't know what their rigging system is like and what their stage is like and how the auditorium looks or any of that shit, so... Who knows? <laughs> Rigging is where you hang lights and cameras and sets and all that fun stuff. Just for some context there. <laughs> anyway, costume designer of this movie is Paul Taswell, uh, who is very cute, by the way. Uh, he is a Tony Award winning uh costume designer. I totally fucked up the wording of this, but um, he won a Tony Award for his costume design in this musical. Which is a really big deal. Uh, it's bigger than an Oscar because Oscars are kind of a joke. Continuing. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Anne. <laughs> so, I have a lot of really awkward quotes that I'm just gonna interject in here because I don't know how to do things but Tos yeah thank you <laughs> Taswell said to the observer if I'm doing something set in a specific year about specific people I'll go online and reach research but something can be set in a period and I'll I can totally read this and I'll be told to abstract it and mash it up. That's what That's what Hamilton is. It is an exploration, a journey. We need to decide the most compelling way of presenting this visually. These are people we've lived with most of our lives, the founders of this country. We are giving we are going to make it new and exciting. Oh god, no, sky. It was a question. <laughs> How are we going to make it new and exciting? It was important for the audience to feel a youthful vigor. And this is why I don't just read things off. And this is also why Quiet, I was so much fun to... for everyone listening. What? I said, but it's so much fun for everyone listening. Oh, thanks. This is also why I was supposed to change the font color from a light gray, which I can barely see, to a black, oh, boy. which I could see. <laughs> mm. Um. Anyway, back to quotes from the awesome costume designer who did interviews, and we have a bunch of quotes from, which I'm really happy about. Also, Anne uh, happened to send me an article, which was all I needed for this, and I'm so I know, happy. right? Thanks for doing my research. You're um, welcome. I was doing my research, and then I found it and realized it was not the kind of thing I needed, but the kind of thing Sky needed. So <laughs> I was like, here you go. Homework is done. Yep. Super helpful. Uh... The costume designer told Bloomberg what the essential costume design for Hamilton meant. I'm pretty sure that's also a quote from Frockflix. Is that 
Was that the thing? Was that the thing you sent me? That's what I used. Yes, it's from it's from Frockflix, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um she said we see the characters as these stodgy periwigged I love that. Periwigged. I know I know that that's the ugly white wig, but I just it's such <laughs> a funny word. Anyway, yes, stodgy periwigged like these paintings, but the reality was they were ups they were upstarts from the street. Well not of the street, but they had to be that kind of energy. We're going to mess we're going to mess this up. We're going to create our own story, Tommy uh the director. And I decided it was most important to have the period represented from the shoulders down and then everything from the shoulders up was contemporary a representation of the actor and what they brought to the character unadorned which definitely explains the hair um also there there's a part of me that when i read that not only went oh yeah okay that explains what was going on up there but also, I thought, you know, I know a lot of costume designers who would be like, I don't want to deal with period hairstyling. So I'm just going to say that that part's contemporary for the audience. So I have mixed feelings about that. <laughs> but I, I think it, the hairstyles of the time, like you want... Like he was saying, I think he was being genuine, in my opinion, at least, when he's saying he wanted the shoulders up to be the actor's interpretations. I think, especially in this show, oh, no, I think you, that's relevant. You can yeah. see the actual connection to the actors. And, like, there's yeah. one actor who he specifically, I think the actor was going to grow out his hair or something, but he was mm. like, no, I want you to keep your head shaved because it's really you and it can sort of fit in with the period, so it's okay. Yeah, um, and, and I... I in this case, I mean, I'm sure it can be laziness in some cases because those styles are elaborate. But in this case, if they did have the full-on hairstyles, I I feel like it would have been a little too jarring of a difference. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what he's trying to get at. I'm just okay. like, there's a part of me where I'm like, I know people. Oh, yes, Who would yes, do this to get out of it. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that's what he did. I just know that there are people who would do that. And that's, that's the part that I kind of got under my skin a little bit. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, um, also, periwigs. Just fun fact. Um, they come from the word peruque, which means wig in French. That is a fun fact. I like it. Well, I'm glad you covered that this time, because I did not get a fun fact. Uh, at the intro, the characters, which is apparently what, how I decided to spell characters, uh, <laughs> are wearing what I decided to call cream tones, because they're not really tan and they're not really beige, they're, they're kind of creamy. Um, and we slowly see them adding color as the characters are introduced. First, we see, uh, Aaron Burr, who... Adds, 
I didn't write down the color, apparently. Anyway, first we see Aaron Burr, and then Hamilton. Um, and actually, I do have a fun fact. The Yay! first coat that Hamilton puts on is the same shade as one he is wearing in a painting depicting his murder. Mm! How freaking cool is that? Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really hoping that was intentional and, like, foreshadowing. It, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't, normally I would be like, eh, probably not, but in this case, they, they are so attentive to detail that I would say it probably was. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, this is, again, a time period where you're mostly looking at pictures to get ideas of who these people are and what they wore. Uh, did I say pictures? Because I meant paintings. So, it's... Oh. They would have, they would have probably seen this painting. Um, I'm a little surprised that he's not wearing it when he's actually getting killed. But oh. they probably mm. wanted to have that separation there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It feels more separated in the death scene, and he's wearing something that doesn't look like what he died in. So. There was something going on there. I don't know exactly what it is. We can get back to it. Maybe I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> what do you do is shout it. But they all end up slowly adding color as they introduce themselves. Oh, sorry. The third person is John Loman. Okay. Uh, I had to give a moment there. The the little the chorus. Chorus. The chorus stays in the creamy tones uh, so that we know who to focus on. And according to Taswell in Tyrant of Style, Tyranny of Style? Tyranny of Style. The neutral base, that's his phrase for it. I still like, I still like cream. Um, <laughs> the neutral base became the visual metaphor of parchment the paper that Hamilton was creating his life with that then provided a costume base to be able to add costume pieces uh, that more specifically rep- are more specifically representative of the characters by color and style. You uh, know what? The, this, this quote is one of the reasons I sent that thing to you because I was like, look, that's not a historical thing. But somebody needs to say it. So if I can't, Sky better be saying this because that's so cool. Yep, yep. Did you catch on to that? Not like while watching it. Yeah. I I did not either. Uh, and I think part of it is people, the way that people talk about Hamilton is they talk about it as um, telling the story of white history, you know, because the founders are white, white men's history, um, with people of color. And so my mind did not go to parchment at all. It immediately went to race because that's what people talk about. And I was thinking that it was like, they're slowly taking it out. Because the colors are pretty close to, you know, white skin color. 
they're slowly taking it out of that white context. Specifically my skin tone. Because yeah, I am the dark. skin tone. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry, yeah, go ahead. to me, could you stop slamming doors, people? To me, it felt <laughs> like they were just going, all right, here's all these white people in your history books. Now I'm going to take them out and I'm going to add some color and I'm going to show you what's really there, what they could really be. And that is the great thing about, well, this is a musical, but it is also a form of art and literature, you know, because it comes from a script. And I think that there's lots of subconscious stuff going on. So just because it may not have been intended on purpose by the people creating it doesn't mean there wasn't a reason for that happening. So what you're saying there is is totally valid and uh, I think a, a, val- a very valid interpretation that may- lots of other people could have too. Well, thank you. I think what makes mm-hmm. art beautiful is that you can interpret it in many different ways. And yes. There is no Unless you're way- wrong. No, I'm kidding. There. Well, I was going to say there is no wrong way to interpret art. Unless you're saying Beauty and the Beast is about Stockholm Syndrome, in which case I will hunt you down and correct you. Spooky says he'll help. (laughs) Good. Good point, Spooky! Taswell made sure of having multiple principal male characters in... of just generally having the principal male characters in writing boots while the wartime for the wartime part of the story, but as they mature into statesmen, they're wearing shoes and hose. <laughs> hose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I won't laugh, Spooky, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, in the Civil War, I don't think Spooky enjoyed my inappropriate joke. <laughs> in the Civil War, the main characters... Wait. Okay. Civil War? Yeah, yeah, it's the Civil War, isn't it? Isn't that what's it's happening? It's the Revolutionary it's War. It's the Civil War against Britain? No, that would be the Revolutionary War. The Civil War was in the 1800s. Whoops. About slavery. Awkward. Yeah, it's fine. We know what you mean. I'm just being a nerd. Okay. Um... kind of wondering why I didn't get corrected on this earlier. Wait, did you say it earlier? I clearly didn't notice. No, no, no. Uh, I watched this with uh, my partner, who is a very big history buff. Um, (laughs) And ironically, I care so little about white people history. I had no clue who these people (laughs) were. I'm just like, they're just names and Faces and dollar bills. Um, that's all I got. And he was telling me who all these people were, and then we got to the part that I thought was the Civil War, and I was like, is that the Civil War? And he just looks at me, and he's like, yes, guy. It's the Civil War. I think he might have been sarcastic. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) That's really funny. (laughs) What if Civil War just meant the really polite war? You know, they're all like, oh, would you mind please getting off my land? Like, just Canada. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Oh, God. 
Okay. No, the Civil War was not very civil, just so you guys know. No, no, it was not. Most wars are not civil. Yeah. Whoa. Aren't we so deep? Deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> In the Revolutionary War, the main, mer- the main male characters are wearing matching coats. Oh, yes. They're wearing matching coats, and the chorus wears the same style of coat, but with red instead of white. They have, and I couldn't think of what the names are for the like actual collar. I think it has a different name because it's the kind of oh, the, the cravat. What? The cravat? I don't speak French. <laughs> the cravat. Sure, that thing. Um, like cravat. If you want to sound American, I make things. I don't say them. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but the white is replaced with red. That is my point. Um, and I'm and pretty then, sure. Again, this this is kind of important, though. If you don't mind, go ahead. Pretty sure red was actually the color the British wore. And if I'm wrong, that's really embarrassing because I'm supposed to know this stuff. But I'm pretty sure the reason there was like, the, I'm pretty sure the British wore red. I am actually about to get to that. Oh, never mind. Um, it, the, uh, very specifically, mid-war, the chorus changes to red and white and wears hats, and they are intended to be the British. Ah. Uh, and we see this change a few times throughout, throughout the musical as necessary. Um, the difference is the coats that they were wearing earlier were not red and white. They were red and blue. Yeah. Okay. And then the coats that the main characters were wearing were blue and white. So they just replaced the white, not the blue. That I see. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for, um, for someone who's supposed to know a lot about fashion history, I know very little about uniform history. See, I I know the colors of things. I'm pretty good with those. I immediately Oh my gosh, like, you're not colorblind? That's amazing. <laughs> half paying attention and I was like, those are British uniforms. <laughs> uh, yeah. Pretty sure um, I only remember that because... I remember learning, like, in elementary school that they called them lobster tails or something like that, which, who knows if that was even true. Like, half the stuff you learn in elementary school is, like, not even true. Like, Harvey's, the British are coming thing, totally not real. Or at least not, not as much as, not the way we remember it. Yeah, I, I actually don't know why. That's ingrained in my head, but those colors are ingrained in my head for British in this time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe people just harped on it in elementary school and me forgot why. Yeah, I don't think I studied this in elementary school. I guess I probably did. It was whatever. probably like fourth grade or something. 
I don't know. I don't remember elementary Did you know that? school. Okay, okay. This is really cute. Could I just, please? Um, my little brother, Alex, when he was in, I'm guessing, elementary school, middle, whenever you learn about Paul Revere and stuff, he apparently decided that Paul Revere would have been a better first president than George Washington, which is, like, <laughs> so cute. Like, and I don't know enough, like, about them to even say it was right or wrong but just like nobody really questions that so it's such a little kid thing to be like you know i think paul revere would have been a better president <laughs> Super yeah i can see your brother saying that <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know if i agree i don't really i pay enough attention to know yeah i was um, gonna say like i'm not gonna say yes or no to that so Something about those military uniforms. Um, the coats, I noticed, they... The, like, tails on the tailcoat go in and the ends connect to each other. Yes. Um, and I noticed that they don't do that the entire time. Like, at the beginning, they're not doing it. Um... That I think that's just a period thing, but mm-hmm. I will talk about my that. yeah. My theory is that there's a button that I just didn't see because it's pretty hard to see that stuff in theater, and they just buttoned it. That's how mm. I would go about it. So I think that's probably what happened. Yeah, and I mean honestly, that could have been, and I I can't confirm this, but that may have been done like an actual history too. You know, because people would recycle fabric and stuff and tailor it to fit yeah. the, what was more stylish so yeah I mean I feel like in actual history if they were like man I want to take this to make it look different you'd just sew a seam down it the button's a lot more effort <laughs> that is true it's also a lot more expensive yeah so uh Moving on to the woman, the sisters wear the same dresses for the first few scenes. They lace up in the back and are likely difficult to get off and on because they don't even change them for the wedding scene. A lot of the time, they, they kind see... of do. What? They kind of do change them. Not in the first few scenes. Okay. I'm getting Isn't there. Eliza... Okay, never mind. I'm getting I'm there. Um, it's a little weird that they don't change her into a more wedding-y dress. Um, a lot of the times, even if dresses aren't intended to be white for a wedding in the time period, people will still give the bride a white dress in order to help connect with the audience more. Uh, right, especially in something that's not strictly trying to be historical. But I think it gets the point across with the veil. Yeah, yeah. It it just, it felt a little out of place um, that they were just doing the veil. Which, there, there are simple costume changes where they're just adding a vest. But then they're slowly adding more. And so for her to just add a veil and not, like, add a layer onto her skirt or 
change the top of her dress or something along those lines to make it look just a tad bit more like a wedding. It feels a little off, especially considering how much she changes her costumes later on. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that I can, I could, she does change a lot, but I don't know. I was in a show where like literally I, I had, I wore a veil and that was symbolizing that I was in a wedding, you know, my character was getting married. So it's not. I mean, there I are a lot of shows where yeah. they do that. And that's also something that's common in theater. But mm. she changes her dresses enough she could have a wedding dress. And there's time to change it. There's time to throw something on top. And honestly, let's be honest, we both wanted to see that wedding dress. Yeah. 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 <laughs> want a fucking wedding dress, God damn it. Um... <laughs> So, a lot of the costumes that would typically be difficult to put on and take off in theater are, right, this is totally out of context now, because we talked about that, but the reason why I am very off about the wedding dress, uh, and think that these dresses that the woman wore for the first few scenes were probably difficult to take on and off is because a lot of the costumes that would typically be difficult to put on and off in theater are quickly are altered in order to do quick changes so that it's easier for the actors to you know get in and out of their costumes super simplistic so if there's not an easy way to do a quick change, then they're not going to do a quick change. Um, they also, a designer is less likely to make a way for a quick change to happen if it's not necessary. And, which is probably why the one sister who we see for not even that much of the show only has one dress. I don't yeah. even know her name. Well, no, she, she has in there a so little. couple, I think. Peggy. What? Yeah, I think it's because Peggy, and I think it's because she dies. It's not oh. like said in the, the show, but the actual person dies. I did not get that, but that's good to know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's just a fun fact. Again. Well, not so fun fact, I guess. Not fun at all. <laughs> uh, but in order to make those quick changes possible... A costume designer will add zippers or velvet to the costume in order to make it super quick. Zippers are yes. not that fast, but they're a hell of a lot faster than lacing. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, and which oh, I'll t- I'll tell you later. Anyway, okay. go ahead. Uh, this is something that's a lot harder to get away with in film, which is why it's important that we acknowledge this is a theater piece. Uh, Because in film, you're looking a lot closer. The audience is literally the camera and can be right in your face. And so it's really important to have all of those details down. Um, And they also have more time to change, so it's not as difficult for them to have very elaborate costumes where they have to take like 20 minutes to get into them whereas in theater mm-hmm. you've got like maybe three minutes to 
minutes to put you out of costume, sometimes 30 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the audience is, well, in a theater like this, they are at minimum 10 feet away. So they're not going to see the zippers. We can see one right. zipper, which I will tell you about in a little bit. Oh! Um, because the cameras are close up and the costumes are not made for that. I didn't notice a zipper, so do tell when you want to. <laughs> so when I get to that costume, I will tell you. Okay. It's pretty close, I think. I hope I actually put it down. I had to have. Anyway, um, Elijah changes her uh, dress when she is dress uh, when she becomes pregnant and you can see that she's wearing a belly bump and her hips are also a little wider uh, which is probably just some pantaloons is that the right word? I feel like that's wrong panniers panniers okay um (laughs) there there's got you got your bum rolls your panniers your pocket hoops Panniers. I hate panniers. <laughs> <laughs> they do make me think of like pancakes and I don't know, some weird fluffy French thing. Um, and huh? that makes me hungry. But other than that. Oh. For, for our audience, panniers are the like sort of thing that give the squared out uh, hip look. Uh, less prominent, I think, in Hamilton. It's it, and I think they're actually probably more likely wearing something like bum bum rolls or cushioning. But uh, yeah. when you think Marie Antoinette, like the really sharp hips, that that's a panier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I say that she was probably using some paniers, I'm not talking about like the ones that are actually intended to make your hips square. Although they are a little square. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're smoothly square. But, yeah, but what could have happened is that the designer made something similar or inspired off of a panier uh, in order to give that look of her hips being wider, uh, which is pretty common. Uh, also, belly bumps tend to be made out of, like, built-in fabric, sometimes recycled bags, um, though I've learned they can be obnoxious. Um, and then, yeah, even just, like, a tank top, and it's just little bumps sewn in. Very simple. Just for an idea of what I'm talking about. Um, her dress changes again after the war when she is no longer pregnant. Uh, in total, Elijah has five dresses. Um, and Angelica also has a few, but for some reason, my notes on her are not in the right spot. Awkward. Angelica's costumes, uh, wards. They change a few times. Uh, in the end, both Angelica and Alicia are wearing Regency versions of their dresses from the top of the show, in case you didn't notice. And that's 
really freaking cool, I think. Um, I'm gonna. That's obnoxious. <laughs> Where did it go? Uh, oh my god, did it not write it? Okay, I think it's the black coat, or it's like the second costume that Angelica changes into. Because uh, I just wrote, Angelica's costume changes. Top zips up the front. Thanks, guy. Super helpful now. <laughs> so, and then I said, then she changes to a beautiful black coat. Okay, it's the one before the black coat, so it's probably her second costume. Um, okay. But it's got, like, a diagonal cut. Yeah. And you can see the zipper in the diagonal cut when she turns to the side. You have to look for it, but you can see it. If you can get a screenshot of that and send it to me, I can post it. Uh, but then after that, she changes into the Regency version of the first dress. Which I was really excited about. <laughs> and I'm still pretty excited about. I was just like, oh my god, it's the beginning dress. But in Regency style. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even like Regency dresses, but that was just such an exciting concept to me. That they took the original design and then they just put it in a different era. Yes. I do love that. Yeah. Um. So... My question for you about Regency, I know you don't like it. Do you not like it because you don't feel like you like, like you don't like wearing it because you don't feel like the, the, it, the, it's tailored to you very well? Or is it you just don't like how it looks on anybody? Well, I definitely don't like how it looks on me, but I specifically don't like it because it is tailored for a specific body type. Like, a lot of things. But sort of. It's... It doesn't look good if you have a large belly or a large breast or big arms or basically if you're not tiny. Um, and it's not... The way that they have the band directly under the bust makes it so that sometimes people with a larger bust have the band over their breast. Which is not how it's yeah. supposed to sit. And it doesn't look good. And it's just incredibly well, unflattering on most people. And that's why I would say, like, they're meant to be worn with specific undergarments. Which make the shape more smooth and not to say that's like totally like you should not have to conform to wear what you want to wear but what I'm saying is I guess I'm asking would you like and I'm not necessarily offering because it is a lot of work but if I for some reason had had would you like me to I'm making myself a pair like a regency corset thing and if I was crazy and wanted to make another one would that maybe change your mind about wanting to wear regency clothing uh, well, I probably wouldn't wear a Regency dress at this point of my life. I mean, yes. Okay. But three years ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's flattering on no one, which is specifically why, like, nobody back then 
would have just worn it, right? So they had like the specific corset that makes it flattering on anybody, which of course the that's not uh I mean in in some case there's like this is it's empowering because like this is the the body I am choosing to show you it's my choice and I'm shaping it how I want. But in the the other thing it's like oh we're all we all have the same body that's not anyway. Just a just a thing I thought I'd put out there because a lot of people say that about Regency clothing. So yeah. Yeah. See, even with the right corset, I don't feel like it would be flattering on me because it's also not flattering for people who have broad shoulders. Oh. Or thick arms. <laughs> and I've got both. I don't know. I. Very I would muscular. disagree with that, but but that's a whole different conversation. I really don't want to edit a bunch of stuff out. So if we talk any longer, I'm going to have to edit, and I don't want to do that. So. Yeah, we're also at nine oh two. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying for you, you know. <laughs> it's okay. You know, I I tell myself I'm going to end at a certain time, and it just doesn't happen. I understand. <laughs> um, so, costume designer said in tyranny of style uh, about the women's costumes, I used mostly silk taffeta for the dresses on the women because... It stays crisp and light and moves in a way that bristly feels like the 18th century to me. As we head into the later years of their lives, we go into cotton, veal, voile, I don't, I don't know. Voile? That, thank you. Cotton ball and nets which are prevalent in the 1800s Regency period. Ta-da. Um, slight hint, just jumping over to the king, because he doesn't fit anywhere. Uh, the king is overly lavish, covered in gold, satin, and delicate lace. Uh, I, I gotta say... I I just, I love the king's costume because... (laughs) Me too. First of all, like, it's fairly accurate, but it also helps with making him look like a fool. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's just this outrageousness to it. Like a goofy outrageousness. Especially with his little staff. Yeah, and I mean, compared to everybody else, too. Yeah. Um, if everybody else was wearing outrageous stuff, it wouldn't look like that, but... hmm And I think part of it is that they wanted to make that separation between the king and everyone else. He's oh, not yes. in the same place. He's a completely different class. And he doesn't have any of the same ideals. And we want to see him as living in a completely different world, which is pretty accurate, especially when he comes in to scenes where they're doing stuff and it's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Also, I love his song. Oh, yeah. Uh, So does my partner. (laughs) 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 She was just like, all right. This is not bad. I'm enjoying this song. And I was like, 
It's so fun. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah. The one, especially with the part where it's just like, I'll come with at you with my tank. <laughs> the actual words for that were. But yeah, it's, pretty, it's probably good we don't know them because we could, you know, copyright stuff like yeah. that. Not... Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> Good thing Sky doesn't have the greatest memory in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's in my head right now, but I'm not going to sing it. That's probably good. Uh, post-war, we see the actors starting to wear more colorful clothing, uh, specifically colorful vests and coats. Hamilton wears, sorry, this is a quote from the designer. Hamilton wears green as a symbol of money, and Jefferson wears a purple suit based on Prince's purple. This is totally not a quote. It's just in the wrong text. This is me. This is me writing. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but say it. Say it. I, yeah, I I accidentally left it in italics, which is how I put all my quotes. So I thought it was a quote. Oh. But, <laughs> Hamilton wears green as a symbol of money, and Jefferson wears a purple suit based on Prince's purple rain to express his rock star appearance, appearance in this period. Uh, I had no idea that Prince had that outfit. I need to watch more Well, I don't think videos. it was that exact one, but... Okay, but I didn't know that he had a purple suit in purple okay, rain. Yeah. And I actually really like the song Purple Rain, so I have to go watch a music video after this. Um, yes. But yeah, I think his rock star nature went off, uh, came off. And I also feel like the use of purple for him just kind of made him stand out and feel more connected to modern times than any of the other characters. Hmm. Jefferson? Yes. Oh. Okay. Cool. I mean, he's fucked up, but his outfit made him feel yeah, more I mean, connected. I, yeah, like I, I, he seems he's like very flamboyant, you know. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know, we know. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be adorably flamboyant. Do it's it. Fun. That's one of the greatest things ever. I love flamboyance. Yeah. But it's very hard to be adorably flamboyant and have people actually, like, not constantly fuck up your pronouns when you have boobs. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it in the way that, that you experience it, but I can see how... That would be frustrating. Yeah. Obviously, you know what I'm... Especially with the amount of floral that I love to wear. Like, I love pink. And I love my flowers. I also love all my black stuff. But, like, I like I like a good pink shirt. Doesn't, doesn't really work. <laughs> it's like, you're a what? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there should... Like, I've seen a shirt that's like, yes, I like pink, and so what, I go by he, him, whatever. It's definitely not that, because it's way too long to put on a shirt, but... 
Uh, real guys wear pink. Oh, maybe? I don't think it's that. That's a quote, and I've definitely seen it on a shirt. Yeah, but I, I, that's, I don't think it's that. It's some, anyway. Okay. Oh, no, you know what it was? It was, it was, uh, my gender identity is none of your business, or something like that. (laughs) Mine is your business. Fucking use the right (laughs) pronouns, goddammit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, nope, unrelated. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Sky's frustration with the entirety of society aside, uh, (laughs) (laughs) after the intermission, they are in 1789, and there is a slight change in style to show the change in time. Congress, oh, the congressmen are wearing black vests and pants and white glasses, they look super boring, but also super cool. Um, and they have something shiny hanging from their waistband with, like, beading or chain on it. It's like a strip of black fabric. Uh, you can tell that it's something that has weight to it because of the way that it moves. But, obviously, it's on a stage. Can't see the details. Can't tell exactly what it is. Uh, I did a bunch of research trying to figure out if the, um, if the Founding Fathers, it's specifically the Founding Fathers, but it's when they're in Congress. Uh, I looked up to see if the Founding Fathers had, like, something that they wore with that description and searched a million different ways of saying that, even looked up pocket watches. Nothing. Um, Hmm. so I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's a real thing. I'm really hoping that somewhere deep in some history book, this designer found some awesome weird thing that hangs from the waistband and was like, I'm going to recreate that. But I have no evidence. A fanny pack? What? I'm sorry, that was a dumb joke. I said a fanny pack? No. It's just a ribbon. But one of the founding fathers, I want to say it was Jefferson, but I don't actually know. Uh, One of them would... Is this it? No, just kidding. Um, I could have sworn I typed it somewhere, but I don't see it. Oh, this is so frustrating. (laughs) Anyway... One of the founding fathers liked to collect watches, pocket watches, and give them out as gifts. Uh, He specifically, he either had a gold watch or he gave gold watches to his grandchildren as gifts. And so I was wondering if maybe it was kind of inspired off of that. It was this idea of him just giving all of the founding fathers a pocket watch um or just like to hint at it but it's not a pocket watch it's just a strip of fabric or maybe it's like it was his pocket watch and it's the chain because like i said it might have been chain you can't really tell so i don't know i want there to be something behind it um so if anyone let us know if you know what the fuck that is about please comment 
please, please, pretty please. I want to know. It's driving me nuts. Um. Oh. Tailcoatsandtiaras at gmail.com. <laughs> Should I say that audible? <laughs> what? Do you want to say that audible? Audibly? Audible. Oh, oh. Tailcoatsandtiaras at gmail.com. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something that I wanted to point out, I noticed that in the background, in some scenes, the characters that are sitting in the background appear to be in grayscale, and there are some really cool special lights out there that ought to just, just turn anything into grayscale they automatically turn the fabric into grayscale and i'm wondering if they use those lights and i'm really hoping that they did um they're kind of expensive and again i don't know what their rigging system looks like so i don't even know if they have the space to put those lights on top of other lights but i thought it was really cool uh and i feel like it's highly likely because again they were in grayscale, and you could kind of see it in their skin tones, which is pretty hard to do without the right lights. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and my last note is that in Hamilton's death scene, he's wearing a Congress cape. It's just, just something I noticed, and I wrote it down for some reason. Probably because I was like, why is he not wearing the thing that he died in when he's wearing (laughs) the same shade at the very top of the show? (laughs) Yeah. Death of Congress? I don't know. I I, I said, does it mean death of Congress? But I don't even know what I'm saying. Oh my god, that would be so deep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah Hamilton dies and the entire Congress goes down with him <laughs> yeah I you mean, didn't remember learning that in history <laughs> the, it's kind of accurate because all of his ideas were just thrown out of Congress when they killed him like, yeah. part of killing him was yeah. so that he couldn't influence people anymore Because they're like, man, I'm so jealous that you get to have all these awesome ideas and people are listening to you. Yeah. I want that. Let's do this thing where I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, oh my gosh. Like, all this dueling, I'm like, come on. I'm sorry, but put, like, what is this dick measuring contest? Just talk it out. Don't kill each (laughs) other. But, you know. It was I mean, when I was watching it with Matt. I was like, "This is modern, but not so modern that men aren't gonna be like measuring each other's dicks violently." Yeah, yeah. I I feel like that one had just been waiting a long time because. Oh yeah, for sure. He got someone else freaking sent home because he was like, "Let's go, freaking get him sent home and do this gun war thing." 
this I know, well, and his son is like, I'm gonna duel. It's like, we don't want to know why your son did that, because you made it look okay, because that's what men do, apparently. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Men are awful. <laughs> I hate them. <laughs> you know, honestly, my favorite thing after coming out of the closet, every time I say, man, I hate men, I just, I smile. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those. <laughs> the whole world Well, it's like it. me saying, yeah, white, white people suck. Oh, hello. I'm white. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Except, see, I'm proud of it. Like, I'm not proud that men suck, but I'm proud that I'm openly out. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm just like, I hate men. And then I'm like, that's me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> you just sounded so delighted. It's wonderful. <laughs> so, um, are, is that all your notes? Yep, that's me. I'm done. All right. So I I'm lasted thinking... surprisingly long. Yeah, you did. Back into my chair and hope I don't die real quick since I don't have to look at my notes. Ah, I did it. Okay, we're good. Yay, Sky didn't die. We all appreciate that. <laughs> all right, so for the timeline 1776 to 1800. Good timeline. I'll talk about that and the costume change or the, the fashion changes throughout that. So before I knew much about Hamilton, um, aside from, you know, some, some short YouTube clips, I thought I was going to hate it uh, without knowing anything about it. Lin-Manuel Miranda or his vision. I thought it would just be like other condescending attempts to relate to the youngins in, in historical productions. So, um, Yeah. Hamilton's modern language and movement allows people to connect with history. So I was wrong, thankfully, but um, it, 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 like it, instead of like people just trying to, oh, relate and connect to the, the young folk people, uh, this one actually like does that in a way that I think works really well. So I always say that we have much more in common with our ancestors than we think. But because people in the 18th century spoke and moved differently, modern audiences tend to think of historical figures as dull and serious rather than as individual, flawed, unique human beings, just like ourselves. Um, so many movies attempts to make history relatable uh, feel uneducated, like they didn't actually like look into a, a, a way of doing it that works, that they just wanted to do it to be cool. Uh, you know, and, and that like this just feels like pandering, honestly. Um, but thankfully, Hamilton is not one of those cases. So Hamilton's costumes do a great job of adapting historical clothing to suit the modern movement style of the show without looking like they're trying to be modern. So that's one great thing about Hamilton. Um, and all the historical inaccuracies are done with a clear purpose. They're not just thrown in there to look hip right uh 
So first I want to talk about the silhouette, which is really important because the shape of the clothing and how it fits reads as pretty much perfectly historical, which is really important in a stage production. Because like you were saying before, um, details won't be visible from an audience. So it's really the silhouette and the shape that's uh, that is going to stand out. So a great example of this is the shape of the Schuyler sisters' gowns, uh, especially the bodices, skirts, you know. They may or may not actually be wearing fully boned stays or corsets, as we would call them today, but the construction of the bodice gives the same shape that stays would give. So they're smooth with a flat front, um, you know, snug fit under fabric and uh, without any wrinkles or bumps that we would see, like, without stays to keep them structured. Uh, the skirt shape is also good, so reasonably wide with uh, fabric that I said resembles uh, taffeta, and then you actually confirmed it is silk taffeta, which was very popular in the 18th century. Um, and and just so a, later... Sorry, just a note about oh, the bodices. Typically in theater, they won't have boning, uh, specifically musical theater, because... It can be constrictive from some movements, and people have the mindset that if they're wearing uh, a corset or boning, then they're not going to be able to do everything that they would normally be able to do, so they won't move as naturally. Um, And other productions, they have them wear it so that they move more like people in that time period and they have the correct posture so it really depends on the show i feel like as a designer i wouldn't have them wear a corset and all the boning in this because they're supposed to feel more like they belong in our time period and you'd want the actors to feel like that i did not look very close at what they were if they had boning cannot see that from here but it Yeah. It looks like there's boning in the dresses, like actual dresses. Uh, They could very well be wearing corsets or stays underneath, but uh, it almost, it looks more like the the dresses themselves are heavily uh, structured. And yeah, so another thing, um, and this, I got this, uh, a lot of this information from Bernadette Banner on YouTube, but she was talking about how, like, you know, you can do normal things in a corset or stays like it, you you it's not like restrictive in the way that you can't just function like a normal human being however in the uh, context like this where you're doing actual specific choreography usually like you know you can bend down in stays or corset but you would bend down differently than you might uh, you would do it with uh from the waist um and you wouldn't have like hunched over shoulders so you can do the same things but you would just do them a little bit differently so in a case where there's very specific choreography where you know you might have to you know break dance uh, bend down on the floor roll your back or something you know that's just a that's a completely different thing from just functioning that is specific choreography and there has to be uh you know some adaptation to make that work so i think uh that also goes well with what you were saying so Later on in the show, we see the dress style, like you were also talking about, changes from the fuller skirts and natural waists to slim skirts and high waists that are just under the bust. So the sort of Regency style, or if you're in France, Empire, I guess 
I think uh, Bernadette Banner calls it federalist style since America, but you know, same, same idea. Uh, the men's clothes also change from long billowy uh, coats to shorter, slimmer uh, with high collars. Uh, this fashion change was actually a response to revolutions happening around the world where they were turning away from the over-the-top glamorous style of the royals to simpler, minimalist sort of styles. So um, it only makes sense that it would be featured in a musical all about revolution and change. Now, of course, this fashion uh, change kind of started with uh, France and the French Revolution, you know, as a response to that was the big, uh, you know, anti-royal one, whereas like the American Revolution was more about separating. Uh, in France, it was about getting rid of, uh, you know, royalty altogether. But same kind of idea. This was happening not just in the States, but it's it's a whole globe. It was, a, you know, all of Europe and, and, you know, America. Fashion responds to politics, and this is a great example of that. Um, and just a quote from Frock Flicks, uh, here are some examples of how Eliza, uh, her, her outfits change. So they say, Eliza is shown wearing the slim silhouette of the 1800s in a pale blue and white gown. When her son is killed, she adds a black police coat over this and wears that through its quiet uptown. Uh, just to inter you know, interject after this, uh, a police, if uh, I think I talked about this a little bit in our episode on Austin land, but it's, it's basically like a, a coat that you wear over a dress. That's it's like a, a over dress basically um, that, that closes in front like a coat. So, and then back to the quote, when Angelica returns in Act 2, she's also wearing an 1800s gown with a two-tone bodice that almost looked like she's wearing, uh, looks like she's wearing a Spencer jacket. And again, reminder of what a Spencer is, it's like a short, uh, high-waisted jacket, basically, basically um, with the ampere waist. So uh, that's kind of about the, the change in fashion. So as far as like construction, so obviously you can't, like I was saying, you can't break dance and do quick changes in actual 18th century coats where the sleeves are sewn in the back to pull back the shoulders. So, um, you know, we, we see in modern day, our, the seams are typically like at the top or uh, if not at the top, they're just, they don't actually like go all the way to the back and like pull your shoulders back to create that posture. Um, so they do have like the modern sort of, sleeves uh at least at, in that sense but modern coats actually aren't very well tailored either for easy movement so like armholes are usually too big in today's coats and they bunch up and look awkward when you raise your arms so with armholes that are cut higher you actually have more fabric under your arm that allows you for free uh allows for freer movement it's a little hard to explain that without an actual visual, visual, but if you want to try on just a modern coat and try to raise your arms, you'll see that it, it, it doesn't, it feels awkward. So, um, with more fabric under the arms, you can stretch it out with, with less awkward wrinkling. And this can also be done with gussets, uh, which is likely what they were using in Hamilton. Um, and you can see they also kept the 18th century elbow dart in the sleeves. Uh, this is seen in a picture of one of Eliza's dresses, just I think from backstage or whatever. So the elbow dart, it was a horizontal dart at the elbow for when you bent your arm, which prevented too much wrinkling, which I think is really fascinating and really convenient. I like it. Uh, and then the simple cream colored ensemble clothes, uh, 
are pretty similar to basic underclothes of the time with some modifications to allow for very, again, specific choreography, like uh, the corsets or stays in the uh, ensemble outfits had stretch panels at the sides, so it was a little more flexible. Um, and as for specific characters that I want to talk about, uh, King George, specifically the third, uh, the only costume that is basically 100% historically accurate, at least in looks, is the King George's outfit. It's bas- it's actually a recreation of what the real King George the third wore in a, a painting, a-, a portrait, and this one, this is real, so it's basically copied from that. Uh, and this amount of accuracy is likely meant to make a statement about his character and the old British ways compared to the new America, just like you said. And Eliza, <laughs> again, to quote from Frockflix, Eliza starts with the iconic button front bodice angled in a very modern fashion instead of the center front buttons common in the 18th century. Then she has a rounded, quote, zone front bodice with a peplum that she wears in helpless and satisfied. This is followed by a maternity gown where she tells Hamilton he's preg- she's pregnant, not him. Hamilton is not pregnant. Eliza is pregnant. And then another quote about <laughs> Angelica. So Angelica's first gown in the Schuyler Sisters number has a curiously sweetheart-shaped front. Then she quickly changes to a round zone front bodice again, uh, which uh, you'll want to just Google pictures of what a zone front is. It's I think it's the one with the, the butt... Uh, the uh just look it up you'll see um anyway back to my quoting uh from uh the zone front bodice with center front buttons at the start of right hand man as george washington is introduced this one is more historically accurate than her first one she has a jacket type bodice when she marries and moves to england so that's pretty much what i've got um do you want to tell me your favorite slash favorites in costumes okay uh yeah favorites multiple um <laughs> obviously the king because of its accuracy yes. <laughs> and i don't know it makes me way more happy than it should um <laughs> and angelica's uh black coat the thing that you were just yes. talking about with the fancy name. The police, but not police as in like, yo, police in, not that. <laughs> um, it's spelled uh, please, oh my gosh, I should cut that out, but. Okay, and anyway. definitely has the more masculine voice. <laughs> oh my gosh, no! <laughs> no, uh, you should definitely keep that in. Um, it's so embarrassing, I don't that, know what I was that thinking. That felt very appropriate for today's world um uh no it sounded like i was trying to rap and i can't it definitely did not sound like that anyway yeah all right the really pretty black coat and i want to own it (laughs) l-i-s-s-e yes what's your favorite costumes uh, I'm gonna say Eliza's dress that laces up in the front. First, second, third, fourth, to be, fifth. 
I no, the one that like actually has like the lacing. The um not the buttons, but like laces in the front rather than just the back. Oh also, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, I, I just looked that up from Google Images, so I don't know which scenes it's from. I think it's her third I just, dress. I think it's okay. right after she's yeah, pregnant. Because I, I I've not looked at it though, which, so yeah, I I forgot um, that we were supposed to pick favorites, so I I quickly just googled pictures of dr- the costumes from Hamilton, and I was like, ooh, I think that one's my favorite, and then it was time to record. So yeah, wow, good job. Oh, uh, I forgot to write the word Hamilton when I looked up Google image Elijah, and I have a bunch of pictures of some blonde girl now. How are you spelling Eliza? Probably wrong. <laughs> it's not Elijah with a J. It's it's Eliza. Oh, it's a J? In, like, no, it's not. You're pronouncing it with a J, which is why it was... It's, it's like uh, Elizabeth, the first part of Elizabeth. E-L-I-S-H-A. Is it with a Z? No. No, no, no. It's E-L-I-Z-A. I just asked you if it was with a Z, and you said no. No, okay. no. I'm, oh, that's not what I... It is with a Z. I am so good at things. Are you looking up the dress I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, let me just send that to you. Oh, well, that would have been more efficient. <laughs> let me also look it up. Okay, let's find this. Da, da, da. Probably gonna cut some stuff out. Where did it go? Here we go. Okay. Yep, this is right after she has... The... Actually, she might be pregnant in this one. Yeah, she's pregnant. Oh. But it's like right after she changes the dresses this okay. is where her belly's a little bigger oh it doesn't look like that in the picture well definitely not in this picture but this is also different actors yeah it is but like in the ones with uh the original um actress pippa sue it's it it also doesn't look that much bigger but it could just be the way she's standing in the musical too uh, you can see it when she's moving around. The belly hmm. is slightly larger than the bust. Okay. Just slightly. Okay, cool. But yeah. She's pregnant. Yeah. And, yay! I don't, I don't know. I don't... I hope nobody ever tells me they're pregnant. You're supposed to say congratulations, right? Not, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that depends. <laughs> depends on why they're pregnant. And if they want to yeah. be. Yeah. Also, that makes it sound like I don't like kids. I love kids. I I work with kids all the time. I don't want to raise kids. At least not in this stage of my life. Well, if I ever tell you that I'm pregnant... You say, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. And if you ever tell me you're pregnant, I'll tell you, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I do want to let you know that the schedule for posting of our episodes is going to be a little bit different from now on because I actually have been doing a lot of this editing 
and it's really time consuming and I'm trying to work on stuff like writing a novel and work and I'm just it's it's not something that I can realistically do uh, unless we hired an editor so while we are putting it up every other week probably it's going to go up every month or so may or may not be consistent we do want to continue with the podcast we're not like giving up on it we're just uh making a more realistic schedule for us and you know if when we get a bigger uh when slash if we get a bigger following and can uh you know invest in an actual editor that we can pay to do the editing you know then we can you know speed up the uh posting times but from right now I would say uh, definitely keep an eye on stay stay subscribed if you're subscribed um, for you know when there's an, a new episode, but it will not be as uh, quick and consistent as it has been, and we apologize for that. We'll hope hopefully fix that later on. Um, anything please, you'd like to say, Sky? Please tune in for our next episode. Still, when it goes up. We are going yes. to be doing Chicago. Yay! All right. Yep. And Get until excited. then, goodbye. Start feeling yes, jazzy. I'm excited. Woo! And all that <laughs> jazz. Oh, crap. That's probably copyrighted. I didn't sing that much of it. Yeah. We're fine. It's okay. You can just... no, I don't, nobody listens to this. They're not going to. If we start getting sued, it'll be like, oh my gosh, people actually care. <laughs> We can Mr. Cellophane together. <laughs> yes. 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 No one will even know. All right. <laughs> so again, thanks for listening. We really, really appreciate you guys. Um, and we are, we, we do want to keep this up because it's so much fun. And uh, Sky and I would not probably be talking as much as we get to talk right now without the podcast. So we definitely want to be making more episodes. So until then, bye-bye. Toodaloo.